Stargate Infinity, the Lost Bet, a Walking Through the Stargate podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this is episode four. Four! (laughs) Not 44, just just four. Just four. (laughs) Where we'll be talking about the Stargate Infinity episode, Coming Home. Brent, we get to Come Home. home. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I give a special thanks again here to all of our Patreon supporters who make this possible. Uh, we appreciate uh, all that you do uh, for us to support the show. Thank yeah, you very absolutely. much. Yes, thank you. Brent. Yeah. This episode, Stargate mm-hmm. Infinity, episode four, mm-hmm. is directed by Will Mew Mew. Mew Mew! Uh, Mew Mew. Uh, Mew Mew. I like Mew Mew better. Yeah, I think I like Mew Mew better. Uh, the teleplay for this episode is by uh, Jan Strnad. Because that last name has so many consonants and so it, few it, it vowels. It could actually be Jan. I'm thinking it's Jan. Jan Strnad. Jan Strnad. Yeah. Anyway, he, she, they yeah. uh, directed this episode, or not directed, teleplayed this episode. Yes. Teleplayed is, is... <laughs> they they sure played it. <laughs> Jan wrote uh, the teleplay. Okay, I like teleplayed. <laughs> I'm gonna go with teleplayed. <laughs> you just teleplayed yourself. <laughs> I just did. Uh, so the original air date for this episode is October five, two thousand two. Yeah, and uh, the voice actors are the same. So same as before. Shall we, Brent, <laughs> synopsize this episode? Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm afraid we do. Okay, if we have to, All right. I guess. <laughs> okay. So, Brent, this yes. episode begins by informing us that it's Harrison's birthday. Oh, Yay! happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Harrison. You are now one year older and birthdays are important. Yeah. Uh, according to Stacy, at least. But They're Echo... They're super f- important. You know, okay. Echo doesn't quite feel the same vibe. He feels left out. And then we get a, uh, you know, a, a flashback to his childhood where he hears his mom yell, What do you mean his friends can't come over? It's his birthday. Oh, and he just had a terrible birthday. Oh, man. Yeah. He never really found birthdays a very happy experience growing up, and if that's what happens, that would make sense. Echo is a half-human, half-wrathy, and was constantly teased as a kid for it. Mm-hmm. Stacy encourages Echo to go to his mother's homeworld of Harathi. Gus doesn't like this idea. He doesn't think it's a good idea because the Harathi are infamous for not trusting outsiders. Mm-hmm. Still, Gus is convinced that if he and Echo go to Harathi unarmed, just the two of them, then maybe it'll be okay. But the rest of you will all have to stay behind here. Yes. Okay. So, just after Gus and Echo walk through the Stargate, an electrical storm strikes the gate and shorts it out. Yes, the Stargate can be shorted out with an electrical strike. Bzz. <laughs> put in a new breaker and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Ancient technology. They got fuses. Oh, fuses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, the younger team is stranded. Oh, no. 
However, eventually Harrison and the team use a Torment of Tantalus-type solution and zap electricity into the battery that runs the gate, and all of a sudden, it works again. Huzzah! Huzzah! Okay, that's their storyline. Now, back to the A storyline. Gus and Echo walk through the gate and are taken into custody. Oh, no. Echo is distrusted for being a half-breed on this planet, too. Drat. The Harathi know about Gus being accused of traitorous behavior and don't trust him. Echo remembers his childhood and being bullied as a kid. The Taklan launch an attack on the Harathi. Oh, no. Oh, no. An explosion allows Gus and Echo to escape. I I skipped a step in there. Uh, That's okay. So. Wow, indeed. Wow, this is really poorly written. No, this is. Thank you very much, Brent. I appreciate that. No, you didn't write this, this, did you? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) No. I I wrote it this morning after I watched it, and I just skipped a step in there. Um, But anyway, Echo is bullied as a kid, and then they throw them into uh, jail. Okay. So they are in prison. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not an issue of that is poorly written. It's just that I got so bored with this episode <laughs> that, that I skipped a, a step and thought that I had said it earlier, but I apparently uh, had not. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, Echo uh, is, is bullied as a kid, and then Gus and Echo are thrown into a cell. Yes. Um, and you just sit there and, and, and stay there until something else happens. Anyway, the Taklan launch an attack on the Harathi, mm-hmm. and there's an explosion that uh, blows a hole in the the wall of their cell and allows them to escape. Woohoo! But Woo. rather than running away like that other guy, uh, they grab weapons and help chase the Taklan away. Choop, 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 The Harathi leader seems to trust them more and then takes them to a cache of data crystals with several thousand terabytes of data on them, Brent. Yeah, that would be several petabytes of data, but that's okay. Who's counting? Uh, you know, several thousand terabytes of data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind that terabytes of data in 2002 would have oh, seemed yeah. like an enormous number. Oh, yeah. Back in 2002, a gigabyte was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my you gosh, a gigabyte. Yeah. So I just bought a new gigabyte? computer, and, and, and it has a whopping one terabyte. And, and you know, so, but, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So the crystals were taken from a Taklan pyramid ship that was downed in some battle some time ago. Mm-hmm. And maybe there is something on these crystals that will help clear Gus's name. Oh, how convenient. Then a shape shift a shape shifter <laughs> reveals himself as a bad guy and tries oh. to blow up the crystals and oh, no. Gus and Echo oh, and no. the Harathi leader. Oh, oh no. no! Don't worry, he won't get away with this. Who cares? Oh, good. Sacri- Echo tries to sacrifice himself by covering the grenade with his body. I'll protect you. Uh, he's doing, you know, a, a a you know a Steve Rogers type of thing. And, yes. Uh, but then. The leader says, just kidding. This is a fake room, and it's a fake bomb, and these are fake crystals. This is all here to root out deceivers. That said, that shapeshifter, he really was a bad guy, and we really should catch him because nobody likes shapeshifters. All of a sudden, Gus realizes it must be a shapeshifter that has caused all of these problems for him back at the SGC. 
Oh, by the way, also, Gus and Echo can be trusted because, you know, Echo tried to sacrifice himself to save everybody. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, Clearly. They are released now and allowed to return to the rest of their team with a data crystal. Mm. Oh, did I tell you, Brent, that the Harathi can't actually access the information on the data crystals? So oh. here's a random crystal that maybe you can figure out how to un decode and then if you can decode it maybe it'll have some information that might actually help you in your problems who knows but it could be you know somebody's stargate uh episode uh digital downloads yeah yeah it's probably um 4k hd of all the doctor who episodes ever yeah yeah you know anyway Anyway, once the team is all together, Echo actually uh, feels that he's now home with his, his found family. Mm-hmm. That his friends are his family, and, and this is where he belongs. This is home. He's come home. Uh, and then he actually fixes the gate for real, and then requires Harrison to help clean up the mess that Harrison made. The end. <laughs> the end. So, Brent? <laughs> coming home. Yeah. It's episode four. Oh boy. <laughs> What'd you think? Um well I liked it better than the last one. <laughs> hey, there you go. Granted, there was an awful lot of runway there. Um uh boy, this episode started off with a heart jerker, right? Like with that flashback of Echo oh, sitting yeah. there in his in his red T-shirt with 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 a with, with a fully decked out table that seats what fifteen? Like, and he's got that birthday hat on his head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now one thing that was not clear to me. I don't think. I don't think it was revealed yet. Either that or I missed it. But I didn't realize that Echo was was half human, um, half Rathi. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I didn't realize that either. To the point of that, I was like. Where's the human? It's his fourth finger. That's that's where the humanness is. Wow, <laughs> the Harathi genes sure are dominant in this one. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and and then of course I was also then immediately beset with the thought of wait a minute, when he was a boy he wore jeans and a red t shirt and now he wears nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Yeah. He's really he, he's really like, I don't know, what are you going to do? Chuck me uh, out the door? I would like to point out, you know that his mom is a girl because she's voluptuous and wearing a crop top. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, and then I guess we don't see any other female Harathi in this episode at all. That is a true statement. Oh, where'd they go? Uh, <laughs> With the Entwives? Is that what happened to them? <laughs> Did they all go to other planets? Is that what's going on? Is that all of them left? <laughs> and they're all like, I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm going over there where I can wear clothes. Uh- <laughs> what do you mean? We get to wear cool hats, guys. Oh, that's right. That's right. And some of the hats have little cutouts for the eyes, and some of the hats just don't have any cutouts. It's just you hold, Your whole forehead shows up. But um- Yeah. Oh, boy. Um Let's see here. Uh, yeah, so the half-human thing was a bit of a, sh- of a surprise. The, wait a minute, what about his clothes came up inside my head, which, there we go. I guess that's what I was thinking about. Um, oh, yeah, and then the animation for the kawoosh. It's getting... <sighs> oh, oh so, so I actually noticed the animation of the kawoosh, and I'm like, Julie? Mm-hmm. It, it, this, this reminds me of human anatomy. 
mm-hmm. in a way that it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, that, yes. I will freely acknowledge the point that says if it, if, if that reminds me of a particular piece of human anatomy, that's more on me than anything else. I'll own that one. I'll own it. Okay. And yet, and yet, <laughs> it's like there is established canonical looks of the kawoosh from many angles. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just draw that. Mm-hmm. You literally draw what's been done. You could even trace it. You could, you could, you don't even have to show the kawoosh. You could just have the sound. That's what they do on the television show pretty regularly. All of a sudden, the lights start blinking. You know, like, whatever. It was weird. And then there was actually another kawoosh later, which also didn't look like the on-screen kawoosh and was no... I mean, it was just poor. The the, the animation was not that good. Yes. Um, Again, here we are with... uh, with gimmicky problems that happen, right? They're on a they're on a planet where there's like lightning strikes so frequently that that like I'm sitting here like how are they not like like on edge? Uh they're they're relaxing, they're celebrating, they're having a birthday. Crash, 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 crash and they're all smiling and giggling and laughing. Crash, crash, crash. They they come up with a plan to do something. Crash, crash, crash. I mean, it's like constant. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand, right? They're on a planet with a lot of electrical activity. It's just the, the way that a person would behave in the midst of constant barrages of lightning and thunder doesn't strike me as what these characters were doing. So, <laughs> and then of course, you know, one of these lightning strikes happens to hit the gate because of course it does. Right. So, you know, there we go. There's our problem. Fry out gate. Our team is separated. Now we get the A story and the B story, as you've said. Right. And here we go. Yeah. Um, There was definitely some like dark, uh, like borderline child abuse type things that Echo was saying <laughs> at certain points. I wrote down the line, I must always play nice. <laughs> and oh. I know I know what they were trying to do. And and again, you know, one of the things that they're trying to do is create a television show with as little effort as possible. <laughs> so, yeah. so these lines are not very well thought out. But like, you know, this 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 hammering of how Echo was bullied and ostracized. Um, let me stick a pin in that one. A little, a little, a little aside. Um, as is the case with probably a lot of people who uh, are adults now who really love science fiction. I think we all were in a very similar boat when we were children in that being a sci-fi fan when you were 10 wasn't all that cool. And yeah. Um, being bullied was absolutely a part of my story as was a lot of other people's stories. And I had the, uh, very good fortune of circumstance, uh, you know, giving me a second chance in many respects to, uh, kind of get myself away from that identity that I had when I was with all of my peers for the longest time. And I totally took advantage of it, but I never ever lost that empathy with people who are constantly on the outside looking in. Um, And so, yeah, you're trying to build a character who's on the outside looking in. That's the point of the story. The point of the story was found family. Um, And you do that through these little moments, these interludes, uh, you know, you you show a story of, of uh, echo standing up for himself uh, in, uh, you know, juxtaposed with, um, uh, well, no, it's, it's, it's the, it, there's almost a fight in the prison or in the, in the prison cell. Right. And, and echo gets all spiky and, you know, <laughs> uh, 
Mr. Harrison, what's his name? Um, uh, Garrison Keeler. I can't remember who, uh, I can't, Gus Bonner. I don't know where I was going with Garrison. Harrison, there we go. I was getting everyone mixed up. Um, uh, uh, Bonner, you know, telling her uh, Echo to stand down, basically. And then we go back to, to a scene where he's about ready to stand up for himself against the bully and is like, nah, now nah, you got to be nice. Like, you know, like that's really frustrating. And I can, I can see that. But um, anyway, uh, it, it just, it the story was getting almost like darker and darker in a manner. And it was getting interesting. I got to tell you, it was getting interesting. It was definitely a little bit like, whoa, okay, we're going here. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, it was at least more inter- entertaining than last time's episode where, you know, don't judge a muddy book by its cover was the story. Right. Um, and this one though, we have, you know, there is prejudice everywhere. Ugh, I roll a bit. I mean, it's true. That is a true statement. Um, but, <laughs> Uh, boiling down the concept of prejudice to a line in a 20 minute poorly animated TV show designed to sell Cocoa Puffs. Uh, it's, <laughs> you're not really doing it good service. You're trivializing it to the point of almost, it's almost criminal. Um, but you know, I roll again. This is supposed to be giving morals to stories. I, you know, early two thousands children's television programming is still in that zone of, uh, you can't just be crummy. You got to have something good to say. And a lot of shows taking that message and doing literally the bare minimum with that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we know this is a safe thing to say, so we're going to say it. But two things that I found at least kind of interesting. Finally, Zach, after four episodes, I have finally realized that pretty much everything in this television series is going to be colorful. <laughs> as was oh, evidenced yeah. by the by the Harathi attack ships and the uh, or no the the Harathi weaponry and the 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 Taklan uh, attack ships and everything's really brightly colored and then I realized the armor and the suits worn by uh, the uh, SG team such that it is is also super brightly colored I don't know it just it just finally dawned on me like oh everything's gonna be super brightly colored and then another thing though that was said in there and it was like wait a minute that's an interesting thing I don't think we've seen that quite ever. The Hrathi and the Taklan are on the same planet? No, I don't think so. Well, I they think said that, that they came from the other side of the planet. Well, I think that they, they were, like, attacking the other side of the planet. Gotcha. I'm gonna run a little bit with some headcanon that says that these two alien species are on the same planet, because that, that spices it up just a little bit for me. Okay, all right, I'll buy you. Okay, fine. So, yeah, um, the message... Um, the message was fine, more or less. Uh, um, you know, the outsider finding the finding their own family. I mean, that, I think that matters. They, they 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 did it a little poorly, but you know, it's better than nothing, I guess. Um, the intrigue was a little bit better in this one. Honestly, I didn't see the fake artifact thing coming when it was done. It was like, oh yeah, okay, fine. But um, you know, when 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 the problem was in the middle of it, I didn't necessarily see the ready solution, and I and it wasn't like clever. But it was at least a little bit clever, I thought. Um, the sticks, the comedic sticks, were super predictable. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And the battle scene was at least a little bit more exciting than some of the other ones, but not by a whole lot. Um, the the clown do seem to be able to be turned away pretty easily. Uh, but <laughs> but at least it was a little bit more exciting than uh, than than last time's battle, which didn't seem to work very well at all. But Anyway, that's kind of what I thought about it. What about you? What do you think? So, um, 
you know, much of what you said, I would echo. Um, ah, see, see what I did there? <laughs> um, yeah, I would agree that, uh, you know, when the shapeshifter revealed itself, I'm like, oh, there's a bad guy again. This isn't going to be good. And he throws the, the grenade there. You shouldn't have had this grenade right there. Let me throw it. And then I'm like, oh, this is this is real peril. What's going to happen? Yeah. Um, sure. And then as soon as he's like, oh, just kidding. It's a fake bomb and all of this stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's how they get out of it. And then I'm like, well, mm-hmm. wait a second. Does that mean that the shapeshifter was just a, you know, a plant to test their loyalty and all of this stuff? And I'm like, oh, no, no. The shapeshifter actually was still a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. So the shapeshifter was a bad guy. Um, but apparently he didn't know that this was a fake place. Yeah. And here's my thoughts. Um, Mr. Harathi leader. <laughs> Dear Mr. Harathi leader, sir. <laughs> if you're going to set up a giant room with a bunch of fake stuff, uh-huh. with a potential bomb and all of this thing uh, to test the loyalty of people you're uncertain about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh Make sure that the people who are like in your inner circle are in your inner circle. Um, mm-hmm. Because either it just so happened that that second in command guy or so who was the shapeshifter mm-hmm. um, was supposed to grab that and throw it in just that situation, or was I, something doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because the way that the, the Harathi leader responds to this whole thing is so nonchalant, like, oh, don't worry about that. It, it's a fake bomb. (laughs) So does that mean that the guy who threw it was in on this? Because if he was in on it, then throwing the bomb and not revealing himself to be a shapeshifter seems to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Right? In which case, then, you know, you wouldn't reveal yourself as a shapeshifter, you'd throw the bomb, you'd depart and all of that stuff, and then you'd have the experience. Okay, fine. But if if he didn't know about it, then this whole thing is a surprise to the Harathi leader, and his second-in-command doesn't know that this whole thing is a ruse! I took that scene to mean that the shapeshifter, so this the real second in command is uh, ostracized on a planet somewhere, having been framed, <laughs> trying to get back home, and this shapeshifter didn't know what that second in command knew. So this shapeshifter thought that they that that he found an opportunity to to dispatch with the leader of the of the Hrathi and uh, conveniently destroy a bunch of artifacts as well, thereby securing the Taklan's uh, supremacy in this, in this, in this conflict. So he throws the bomb and, and rings out of there. Okay. And didn't know that this was actually so, a grand ruse designed expressly to root out people who can or cannot be trusted. So, so, so what you're saying is, The leader and the second command have this grand ruse to root up people who can't be trusted. 
and within this context, some of the notes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Within this context, the the second commander is supposed to uh, reveal himself to be some sort of traitor in some no. capacity, and throw this fake bomb at them to see what they're going to do about it. No, the what what uh, the, what the original the ruse room. This is what the ruse room is all about, Zach. I'll okay. tell you what the ruse room is all about. All right, all right. So the Harathi leader and second command gate in with anybody that they want to deem that they want to test loyalty to. Now, here's the problem with that is that, uh, you know, uh, they they've never (laughs) they've never actually used this room before. So um, they have it set up with a bunch of Talakan artifacts. And how they test whether or not somebody can be trusted is that they give them a bunch of information on the Taklan. And if that person right then tries to destroy the crystal in an act of aggression that clearly indicates their loyalties and also puts them in a trapped space because they're in with two of Harathi and a gate a gate ring out with guards on the other side that that are given a secret password <laughs> which is borderline offensive <laughs> if not outright offensive and anybody who comes out on the other side better know that word or not. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, this thing doesn't stand up to scrutiny. <laughs> the only way it stands up maybe is if the shapeshifter was shapeshifting and he was in on the process and which means that the shapeshifter was not a bad guy, but it is pretty clear from everything else that the shapeshifter was a bad guy. I think we're thinking about it too hard. Uh, you know, I am. That's why I do, I do. This is what I do. <laughs> we think about things that cannot be answered. I understand. <laughs> now, the other thing that I noticed about this episode is, um, which is not uncommon for cartoons aimed at ten-year-olds, um, they do a remarkably good job of shooting people with stun weapons or shooting mm-hmm. ships. That are just bad enough that they're smoking that they have to go back to their uh, mothership. Oh, yes. You know. Yes, um, yes, yes. Nobody dies. I'm like, bang, I shot that thing. Now it's got smoke. Where Does it crash? No. It still has enough power to fly back to its home ship where it can get itself fixed and all this stuff. And so then they go away. Um, I'm also noticing that this whole series is wanting the Taklan to be the Gua'uld, but can't call them the Gua'uld. Oh, yeah. Pyramid I mean, ships. They, their weapons, you know, are staff weapons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? They are yeah. flying a pyramid ship. Um, yeah. You know, they're the big bad guy of the universe. Mm-hmm. All of these things. Uh, and it's just... Parallel universe. And in this parallel universe... At least in my head, yeah. that's a clon, the big bad evils of the entire universe, uh-huh. are literally struggling for control of their own planet with the Harathi. Ooh. Yeah. That's some headcanon right there for you. Uh, it's better than what I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Brent, mm-hmm. um, you said that this episode was better than the previous episode. That's right. And I would agree with you. I think it is better than the previous episode. Mm-hmm. How much better? Well, you know, if if what the point of this episode was is to sell uh, Lucky Charms, then I think it did a pretty okay job. Um, you know, the story was not too hard to follow. It was still interesting. There was a little bit of intrigue in there. Um, 
there was a there was a, a relatable aspect for you know a kid uh, being bullied. Um, uh, there was bang 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 boom boom. Um, I don't know. I thought I did an okay job. I'm gonna give this one a five out of seven. Um, uh, you know, the story definitely had problems, but it didn't have quite the same level of problems as the last one that we, that we talked about. Um, you know, that, that five out of seven is definitely thinking about it as a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if we think too hard about the ruse room, our brains break. So I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to say, huh? How much fun did I have? I I had more than average fun. Five out of seven for me. What about you? Um, uh, I would agree with you that it is better than the previous episode. Um, it is um, much more engaging as a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that even my 10-year-old self would probably sit and watch this more intently than, than the previous episode. Um, I'm not going to be quite so forgiving and gracious. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this a four. Yeah. Yep. Um, that makes sense. So that's what I have for this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, tell us what you think about this episode, dear listeners. Yeah. Um, you know, go ahead and find this episode where you can find it and watch it and uh, give us your thoughts and opinions. You can do that by emailing us at walking through the stargate at gmail.com. Of course, on mm-hmm. Twitter at Stargate Walking, Facebook, uh, the Walking Through Stargate Facebook page and group. Uh, we've got the Twitter. We've got the, I said the Twitters already. We've got the Discords. We've got our website. We've got all of those thing, things. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, you already know about all of that. So contact us and tell us your thoughts. Yes. Uh, with that, I say I'm Zach. I'm Brent. And this has been Stargate it's Infinity. Playing the uh, I, 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 we lost a bet. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got twenty more to go, Zach. Hey, I, I'll have I'll have chances to you know work on this. Uh, in any case, see you next time. Bye. <laughs>